0: Okay, So this morning we're going to open up in the book of Luke chapter 24 (laughs) verse 49. And the title of this message today, and I hope it's being recorded, is called The Holy Ghost is Essential. The Holy Ghost is Essential. I was thinking about this this week and praying and the Lord just dropped this in my spirit and it just began to just unfold so what does the word essential mean the word essential means it's necessary it's something you can't do without you don't want to do without it's indispensable that means it cannot be replaced cannot be replaced the holy ghost is essential for the church. A church without the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God in it is nothing but a religious organization. Amen? Amen. Amen. Ms. Ruth talked about God getting out of the box this morning. God never been happy living in a box. In the Ark of the Covenant, in the Old Testament, God knew there was one day coming, it was going to be a whole lot better than being in the present in, in his presence, being in the ark. He couldn't wait to get out. Amen. He said, I'm not going to be contained any longer. And he looked forward to the day when his son would come and pray, pay the ultimate price so that the Holy Ghost could live inside you. Amen. Amen. Elijah would have liked to have seen our day. <coughs> Jeremiah would have liked to have seen our day. The Old Testament prophets would have loved to have had the Holy Ghost living in them. But let me tell you something. They did not have the Holy Ghost living in them. They had the Spirit upon them. Yes. Because the Bible said Jesus said the Holy Spirit had not yet come yes. until he had paid the price. On the cross, rose from the dead, ascended on high and was glorified. And then he prayed to the Father to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, he came to indwell every born again child of God that would believe in Jesus Christ. Right. Holy Ghost come to live. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians that we, the body of Christ, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are the temple. Amen. There's a lot of idols sitting on top of hills all over the world these days in thailand and china and vietnam and cambodia i've seen all kind of idols they're bigger than these buildings that you're sitting in they're bigger they, they, they're, they're huge and and they look awesome far as art wise and a lot of people say let's go by and look at the at the, at the, at the temple and let's go by and look at the idols just because of the art I'm like, yeah, the art is intriguing, but behind that idol there's a demon, yes. and you don't never need to need to just pay a visitation to a demon, but a lot of people do all over the world in Siem Reap. Some of the oldest temples in the world are in Siem Reap. When we do our mission work in Cambodia, and I got off the airplane one day in Cambodia and got in a taxi to go to our room, the uh, Cambodian taxi in Siem Reap said, are you here to visit the temple? And I'm sitting in the back seat, and I about exploded on the inside. Because up came the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit living in me that said, tell him you are the temple. That's right. That's right. Woo! Hallelujah! So I decided to come in to tell that Cambodian taxi driver, brother, i am the temple i'm not going to see the temple but i am the temple of the holy ghost which of course the natural man cannot conceive or receive the spiritual things so he didn't have a clue about what i was talking about but i knew that jesus christ paid a price for the holy ghost to live in me and he paid a price for the holy ghost to live in you And he paid a price for the Holy Ghost to live in the church all over the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. Jesus said, There's a promise. My Father had gave His word, His promises are yes and amen. Jesus said, I'm going to send the promise of my Father upon you, but you go tarry in Jerusalem until you've been endued with power i on high. Then I'm going to flip over to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And Jesus said, When you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive the power from on high. This is the promise from the Father. The Father was good on it, praise God. That power, it was given to the church to be a powerful witness to the world. I wish sometimes I could just go back and be a part of the early church because the early church, hallelujah, was born on the day of Pentecost. Christianity became Christianity. We became Christ in us, the hope of glory on the day of Pentecost. Whenever uh, whenever they gathered in that upper room in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost was poured out, Joel said. Joel said, in the last days, my spirit shall be poured out on all flesh. Praise God. In Acts chapter 2, there was an outpouring. Are you with me today? Y'all get excited today. There was an outpouring. It wasn't just for them. It was for us today. It's amazing to me that once you get out of America and you get out of the American church and you start traveling and you start going to different bodies of Christ in different regions of the world, you see Christianity in a different way. You really do. I always tell people when I travel, I didn't come to preach an American Jesus to you. I didn't come to bring an America to make your church the American church. That's right. I come here hallelujah to lift up Jesus and I want you to let Jesus build this house. Amen. 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 I was thinking this morning. The Bible says in Psalms 127 verse 1. It says, "Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build it." That's right. <clears throat> Then I got to thinking. This is the first time I ever thought, thought about this before. I got to thinking. What in Acts chapter two? If when the church was born, it was being built. How did the Lord build the house? He built it when they got assembled together and began to pray in one mind and one accord to receive the promise of the Father. Because Jesus said, "Don't do anything. Don't start a ministry." Don't try to teach Sunday school. Don't try to gather up a quartet to start singing. Don't get ready to write a book. Just carry in Jerusalem. Don't do nothing until you have received the power and the promise and get the power from on high. Don't do nothing. And they believed it. They could have went out and started a religious organization. We've been with Jesus. We can start something. Jesus said, don't start nothing. Don't even think about it. You go, Terry, in Jerusalem, and you wait for the promise. Once the, Father, once the promise of the Father comes upon you, and this power from on high, this is how I'm going to build my church. I want you to know the disciples didn't build the church. It was the Holy Ghost that built the church through the disciples. Amen. 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 In, in in our Bibles, sometimes we open up our Bibles, and it'll say, in, whenever you look at the the, the prelude of Acts, uh, before you even start chapter one, it'll say the Acts of the Apostles should be changed. It should be written, the Acts of the Holy Ghost through the Apostles. Right. Amen? Because the Apostles couldn't do anything without the Holy Ghost. Yep. And neither can we. Amen. Yes. Neither can we. The Holy Ghost is essential for today's church, and it amazes me of how many people pick and choose what they want in the church today. I'll take a little bit of that, but I don't want none of that. I'll take I'll take the Holy Ghost, but I want the tongues. We'll believe in healing, but we don't want no anointing at all. They pick and choose what they want. God is not in a box. He can do different things different ways. We put him in a box. But people today, pick and choose, like, it's their option to receive the Holy Ghost with power. It's like it's optional. Listen, the Holy Ghost is essential. It's not optional. It's necessary. It's indispensable. You can't do without. I'm here to tell you that. And we can go on and have church without the Holy Ghost, but all we got is religion. Amen. I want the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want everything he is and does and wants to do to the church. I want him to build this church. I want him to build Harvest Time. I want an Acts chapter two church here in Madison, Georgia at Harvest Time. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want to see an outpouring. I want to see the mighty Russian wind come visit us like it did in Acts chapter 2. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I want to see us take the gospel to the world like they did in Acts chapter 2 and turn the world upside down. Yeah. I want to see us do that. Yeah. Is it possible? Yes, but only one way. I let the Lord build the house. Had he build the house with the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, we ain't gonna do nothing. But yes. sit around here and twirl our thumbs right. and talk about how good Jesus is, how good Jesus is, Jesus is. I know I'm good. I'm glad you recognize I'm good. Now let's go get some work done. Amen. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. You ever been to work for somebody, they get put a shovel in your hand, and you sat there the whole time talking about, oh man, you a good boss man. Oh, you pay me every Friday. The boss probably said, shut up and go to work. <laughs> I'm paying you to work, not talk. Amen? Amen. The Holy Ghost is essential. Look, we should never disrespect or dishonor the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. The early church, none of them asked the other one in the upper room, did you receive your baptism? (laughs) Nobody in the upper room looked at The other one and said, did you receive yours? No. The Bible said they were all filled. Uh With the Holy Ghost and with fire, and they began to speak in other tongues, and the Spirit gave them others. Nobody questioned did the other one get it because it wasn't optional. If you were in the room, you got it. Amen? Amen? Amen, And if you were in the room, you were in one mind and one accord, you wasn't in there, there wasn't nobody in there thinking, well, I don't know about these tongues, y'all. I don't know about these tongues, y'all. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. Being, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is more than tongues. Don't get stuck on the tongues part. Don't get stuck on the tongues part. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is being filled with God. From the from the fingertips to the toenails. Every fiber in your body filled with the Holy Ghost. Every hair on top of your head filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what baptism is. And you gotta think about baptism like you do water baptism. When I baptize folks, they're going all the way under. Ain't nothing sticking out the water. And there's a reason for that. Because everything gotta get wet. Yeah. Every pinky, every, anything that ain't under the water didn't get get, get wet. Emerging. It didn't get filled. John the Baptist immersed them. I I'm was baptizing a guy in Ambrose, Georgia, a couple Sundays ago, and I'd already told him everything gotta go under the water. Everything gotta go under the water. Everything under the water. Okay, all right, I understand. That's, if that's what the Bible said, that's what i want to do. Well, when I baptized him, he grabbed a hold of the edge of the, the baptism pool, and see, everything was under but this arm. About that much was sticking out. Guess what Brother Carver did? I hit him. I grabbed a hold of that arm, moved it, and stuck it under the water. Everything went out there. When he came up, he said, I'm sorry you had told me everything had to get wet. He said, I thought I'd help you out. I said, the Holy Ghost don't need no help. <laughs> everything got to go. Everything got to get filled. And that's the joy that the church ought to have today is I want to get filled. I want to get filled with God. I want every fiber in my body to be filled with God. And if I'm filled with God, I got the love of God in me. And hallelujah. And it's flowing out. The joy of the Lord's in me, it's flowing out. The peace of God is upon me, and it's evident. I'm baptized with God. I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm a witness. Wherever I go, I'm a witness for Jesus. Don't you know love is a witness? Don't you know joy is a witness? Don't you know the peace of God is a witness itself that you are a child of the living God? Amen. That's right. Baptized. Some people don't understand what Jesus had to pay to get you baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they dishonor and disrespect it because they don't understand the process that Jesus had to go through to get get from the Ark of the Covenant to get the presence inside you. They don't understand He uh, he had to die on that cross. He had to bleed. He had to suffer. He had to be mocked. He had to take the stripes on his back. He had to go to hell for three days. He had to go to Sheol for three days. And on the third day, he rose again. This is the process. He rose on the third day. And then he ascended into heaven. He took his blood, sprinkled it on the mercy seat. The father looked at it and said, the eternal courts in heaven is satisfied. And the people are justified. They are sanctified by the blood of the lamb. And, and then Jesus was glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. And then Jesus prayed to the Father. Father, now we can send the Holy Spirit to the earth. Hallelujah. And he sent the Holy Spirit and everybody that, be- that believed in Jesus, the Holy Spirit come to inhabit them. Amen. We became the tabernacle. We became the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And there was a process that had to be done. And some people think that it's optional. Jesus didn't see it as optional. That's right. He said, I'm paying for this. I want every one of my children to have this. This ain't optional. This is not a spiritual buffet. <laughs> Take everything on the table. Amen. Eat the whole book. It's not optional. The Holy Ghost is essential. It's necessary. I was thinking, and I'm glad I got a, a witness in here this morning. My Burmese sister, Emily, said is here. And she was with me in Thailand. And I want to tell y'all what happened to a little young man in the service. We were in a Lahu church one morning, and I was teaching on the Holy Spirit. And after I taught on the Holy Spirit, I gave a, an invitation for people to come up and to, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, I think there were five young men, the best I can remember, only about five young men came up there and they lined up across the front there. And I was laying my hands on them and saying, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. According to Acts chapter nineteen, that's what Paul prayed over him. He laid hands on, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And I went down. I think it was about the third or fourth one. And the Holy Ghost hit this boy, and not he he went down like a lightning bolt hit him. Boom! No catching. No cushion. Just boom down on the floor. And the first thing he started doing is tears started flowing out of his eyes. Man, I'm talking about just. Just weeping. His lips were just quivering. Talking in other tongues. I said, this ain't his native tongue. This ain't Lahu. You can tell when somebody went into a, a their spiritual language. He's down on the floor, his friends there look at him like they ain't never seen nothing like this before. And it's amazing. In the early church, everybody's seen it. It was on a, it was a regular day basis. Today's churches are, we ain't never seen nothing like this before. What is this? Well, this is the Holy Ghost. Baptism. With fire. Amen? Amen? So, he goes down, they looking at him like he's a dead man. They pat him on the hand, ain't they? Shaking him. And the man just talking that tongue the whole time and just crying. They try to pick him up, and set him in a chair like this. When <laughs> right. they set him in a chair, he was like Limb a limbo. A just, like a sheet. If you put a sheet on, on top of a chair, just whoop. <laughs> he just went whoop right back down to the floor. And just lay down, just talking in tongue, crying, and just quivering like this. His hand just going like this. Mm-hmm. I finally told him, these young men, they, they, this was in a Baptist church. <laughs> Lord. They had never seen nothing like this. It was exciting to me to see oh, what the Lord does. That's right. Because the Lord can jump any denominational barrier. That's right. Hallelujah. If you come hungry enough, he'll fill you. That's right. That guy down on the floor, I said, leave him alone, y'all. Just leave him alone. The Lord is doing a work in him. Just leave him be. Well, we sat there and watched him for a while. He still laying in the floor. Church service is over, we going home. I couldn't stay all day with him, but I said, let the Lord keep working. Just leave him alone, don't touch him. He was down on that floor for hours. Three, four, five hours, he's down on the floor, talking in tongues, weeping, and just quivering. He said, what is that quivering about? You ever stuck your hand in a lot socket? <laughs> yeah. You'll quiver a little. 110 make you do this. Amen? Amen. Anyhow, this was just the manifestation he showed. He quivered. He talked in tongues. He wept. He stayed on the floor up under the power of the Spirit for hours. We left. We had a crusade to do that night. We come back to the crusade at night. I see the young man. I said, bring him to me. I want to know something. What did the Lord tell you or show you when you're down on that floor for hours at a time under the power of the Holy Spirit? This was a supernatural experience. Only God could have done it in Jesus' name. I said, what took place? What did did he tell you anything? And that young man said, yep. He told me to go back to my village and share the gospel with my mom and daddy and everybody in that village. He told me to go back now you think about Acts chapter 1 verse 8. What the Bible say the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit was for? When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall, have, you shall have power to be witnesses. The first thing he did when he got off that floor, the Lord said, go be a witness. Hallelujah. Go be a witness. That's what the world needs today, and you can't do the witnessing without the power. That's right. right. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to run into a lot of obstacles along the way, and you're going to need the power. You're going to need the power that that Jesus Christ had. You're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost. You're going to need the power of the Spirit to back you up. Hallelujah. To cast out devil and to heal the sick and set the captives free. You're going to need it. And without it, you're going to be scratching your head, going back home and asking your Sunday school teacher what I need to do. We got the Bible. We know the Holy Ghost is real. If you don't know the Holy Ghost is real, we need to talk. I'm still amazed that one of my sisters in this church said I, I've been in church for about 50 years and she said whenever I came to this church I knew very little about the Holy Spirit and that still blows my mind to this day I still can't believe it how can somebody be born again for 50 years still don't know much about the Holy Ghost how what, what can you do because the Holy Ghost is essential So what can you do for for Jesus without the Holy Ghost? Can you build a house? No you can't. You can't even start a house without the Holy Ghost. And let the Lord build the house. They labor in vain to build it. Uh, Acts chapter Do y'all have a few more minutes? Acts chapter Look at Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. There's many processes different scriptures in the Bible that talk about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you. Acts chapter 2 is the beginning. And this next one is Acts chapter 8. It's the next testimony of the Holy Spirit coming upon people. Acts chapter 8, verse 4, the Bible says and those, therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word they went everywhere preaching the word man they couldn't wait to give it out they were being witnesses they were empowered they went everywhere and they being a witness they spread the word verse 5 then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached what to them Christ, Christ right who do we preach? Christ. 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 Not ourselves, not our denominations. We preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 6. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, which means they were receptive to the word, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Now how did Philip do the do miracles? Through the miracles? Huh? Through the holy Ghost. Well, that was what empowered him, right? He said, how do you know that? Well, if you look over in Acts chapter 6, you'll find out Philip was one of those seven men that was chosen by the church to go distribute food to the widows. And the Bible said they were full of faith, full of wisdom, and full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen? So Philip, he was, he was blessed by Peter and them to go wait on tables, to go spread food to the widow. But Philip said, I got some power in me, and it can do more than lay some food out on the table. He said, I got some power in me that'll lock somebody up. He said, I got some power in me, miraculous power to heal the sick and cast out demons. He said, so when I go, I'm gonna preach, and I'm gonna heal, and I'm gonna deliver because I got the Holy Ghost power. That's what Philip said. I like Philip. Y'all like Philip? I like what Philip said. I'll go do. He said, I'll wait on them tables like they told me to. But why? I'm on my way. I'm going to be preaching. And if I see some sick people, I'm going to heal them. If I see somebody set, a captive, I'm going to set them free. I love that. Seeing and hearing the miracles which he did. Verse 7. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. I want you to know when the miraculous power of God gets on the scene, it'll bring great joy. Amen. Who's the joy coming from? The people that were paralyzed. Mm-hmm. The people that were lame. The people that were demon-possessed. Those people are the ones that joyful. But the religious crowd, they'll come down on you. Yeah. They ain't happy for you. How'd you do that? You ain't supposed to be doing that. We don't believe in that. That's religion. But look at him. Philip brought a revival to the city. Look at verse, uh, verse 12. But when they believe Philip that he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, Both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself, Simon was a sorcerer, okay? I'm just moving along. Simon himself also believed. He was a sorcerer. He was dabbling in witchcraft. And when he was baptized, then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Now, look at verse 14. Here comes the, he didn't have a revival now. He didn't got people believing. He didn't got people added to the church. Now, what's the next step? Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them who when they had come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit do y'all see that Amen. they already believe right. they already been baptized in the name of the Lord but one thing still missing they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit see the early church put a great emphasis on people getting filled with the Spirit great emphasis if you get saved, you're getting filled. You get saved, you're gonna get water baptized, you're getting filled. That's what the early church looked at. That's what they say. Why? Because they said, you ain't come in the church just to sit on a pew and look pretty today. you gonna to get if you got saved, you're going in the water and you're gonna get filled, and you're gonna be a witness. That's who you are. Amen. Go. Amen. 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 They it wasn't optional. They didn't have no pew sitters, bench warmers, in the early church. Come on, y'all. Y'all hear me? Y'all think we'd have had the church today if they'd have all sat on the pew and done nothing? No. no. And they would have never got off the pew if that mighty Russian wind had to blown. And, right. and the club of tongues of fire had to fail. They'd have been sitting there in, in the upper room. But when the Holy Ghost came, hallelujah, he gave him an assignment. He gave him a mission. Right. He gave him an anointing to go out and preach Jesus Christ everywhere. And no matter what obstacle you, obstacle you come across, if it's a sorcerer, if it's a witch doctor, it don't matter. I got, you got power in you greater than any power on earth. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus didn't leave the church dead, broke, and powerless. Right. Woo! The Holy Ghost is essential. Right. We got to have it. Amen. I don't care how many people go to church and they might have thousands, but if they ain't got the Holy Ghost in the church, they ain't pleasing until the Lord. That's right. And anybody that downgrades the baptism of the Holy Ghost is out of line. That's right. They out of line, wow. because they ain't agreeing with the scriptures. I told y'all the other week, if you don't know something, the worst thing you can do is talk about something you don't know nothing about, especially if it's biblical. You talk about, you talk about, listen, if you talk about you don't believe in healing, that's okay, you won't ever get healed. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it, you ain't getting it. If you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, don't worry, you won't get it. But I'll tell you, in one one mind and one accord on the day of Pentecost, they were gathered together looking for something, expecting something. And when it came, they received it. And they turned the world upside down. Jesus is still looking for that church today, to turn the world upside down. There's still some mighty things happening throughout the world, y'all. But it's because people received the power. They ain't doing it in religion. And they ain't doing it in the flesh. You don't get nowhere with the devil in the flesh. That's right. Jesus said in the book of Zechariah, it, it's not by mind. It's not by power. But by my spirit, saying the Lord. He Amen. said, it ain't in your mind. It ain't in all your strength. I don't care how many muscles you got. He said, it's by my spirit. If you don't know how to, know how to walk in my spirit and live in the spirit and flow with the spirit and be led by the spirit and be filled with the spirit, you ain't going to know how to fill my house. The Holy Ghost is essential. It amazes me how many people have flocked to a church that ain't got no Holy Ghost power. And the ones that got the Holy Ghost power, believe in it, preach in it, they have it. That tells me something. The devil don't mind you going to church just to hear a word. That's exactly right. He don't but one thing that scares him is when you get the power then you become a threat to the kingdom of darkness when you get the power. Amen. Man, I wouldn't be satisfied if I was a Christian unless I got the power. If I had to seek it, I was reading John G. Lake last night. John G. Lake was an Old Testament man of God. He said, I sought the Lord, the Holy Ghost. He said, every time I went to church, uh, when I got saved, he said, now you received the baptism. He went and got got, met some other person and, and they baptized him in water and they said, now you got the baptism. He said, he kept thinking, oh, there's something missing. There's something missing. He said, finally one day he came across a a, a, a man that, that taught him about the whole baptism of the Holy Ghost like nobody had ever taught him. He said, he began to seek the Lord. He said, I sought the Lord. I fasted and I prayed. I got myself, hallelujah. They used to call it sanctified. He, I got myself ready and I emptied myself out of who I was because I wanted all of God. And he said, nine months later, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he said, when I received it, didn't nobody have to tell me I received it. I knew I received it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad the Holy Ghost is real. I was over in Yangon, Burma uh, about th- two and a half years ago. We had three, close to 300 Bible school students in front of us, we were teaching every day. And I taught on on my subject, right before lunch, I taught on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I said, I told Pastor Kenny, Apostle Kenny, I said, (coughs) we gotta get these people filled with the Holy Ghost. If we don't, we as apostles in the faith, I said, we ain't done our job Mm -hmm. unless we get them filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, we come here and teach them about faith, we teach them about healing, we teach them about this, that, and the other. I said, but well, we don't get them filled. I said, we're coming up short. Yeah. I said, we got to get them filled. I said, I'm teaching on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I began to teach these people in Burma, these Bible school students that were fixing to go out at the end of the year. We spread all through the country. And I said, I taught them on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I took them through it. And then I said, now it's time to receive. Those of you that are ready to receive, come up here. They was over a hundred. Out of close to 300, over 100-something of them come and line that altar up. Me and Apostle Kenny looked at them, and I said, okay. I said, we're going to come by. We're going to mm-hmm. say, receive you, the Holy Ghost. We're just going to hit you like this. We're going to pray over you. We ain't going to push you. We're just going to lay our hands on you and say, receive you, the Holy Ghost. And I tell you what, when we started praying, I'll tell you what, the Holy Ghost came into that place, and they started falling out like flies. It didn't have nothing to do with me except I was just a vessel for the king. And if we prayed for them, I got pictures of it. Hundreds of them laying out on the floor speaking in other tongues. Oh. The Holy Spirit <laughs> fell in that place and it stayed upon them. And what I'm seeing overseas is these people ain't in no hurry to get them going go nowhere. They laying on the floor and the, the, the bishop and the head guy over there, like, we need to tell them it's dinner time. Dinner's ready out here. The dinner truck's out here. These folks on the floor ain't, ain't ain't worried about no dinner. They getting the best feeding they ever had in their lifetime, and it's a spiritual feeding, amen. And they just laid there, tears coming out their eyes. They speaking in another tongue. They laying on top of each other, all out just everywhere there. And I'm like, man, this is a beautiful sight. And it reminded me of what took place in Acts chapter 2. I'm like, I'm looking at Acts chapter 2 right here. Yep. 120 so get out at one time. That's a mighty move of God. Yes. And then our question, why can't I get that done in America? Why can't we see that in America? Ask yourself that question. Why ain't we seeing that in our churches? I asked Sister Ruth about it today. Sister Ruth has some insight wisdom y'all don't believe me if you have a question ask her she can help you she has godly wisdom and the anointing that's true miss ruth and she i said miss ruth why is it that we see people overseas getting baptized with the holy ghost but here in america we see very little of it why and she was saying me and her both came to this conclusion that in america we're so full of self we're so full of self. we self-sufficient, independent, selfish, and the Holy Spirit can't fill you if you're full of yourself. Right. The only way the Holy Spirit can fill you is if you empty yourself of yourself. When you become dead in Christ and empty yourself, then you become a good candidate to get filled because you can't fill a bottle full of water that's already filled with water. You can only fill the bottle if it's empty. So we need to empty ourselves of ourselves here in America and seek the Lord. The Lord wants to pour out on us. I'll tell you, it's His good pleasure. He's already paid for it, purchased it. Everything's been paid for. We just need to empty ourselves and receive all that He has for I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I did receive it. And I'm glad for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I'm glad that Jesus has given us power to cast out devils in his name and to heal the sick in his name. Uh, We don't have to apologize for that. We are, some people ask you out in the highways and the byways, if you invite somebody to church, their first question is, what denomination you belong to? Mm. Mm. Are you Baptist? Mm. I say, no. Are you Methodist? Mm. No. Mm. Are you Catholic? Mm. No. Mm. Are you Pentecostal? <laughs> oh, we got one of them snake handles on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> We got one of them radicals on us now, boys. We we know what you got down there now. Okay, now, okay. And they're skittish for some reason. Why? The devil's got a lie going on that people need to be skittish of the Holy Spirit's movement in the church. I tell you what, if a snake comes out and the Holy Ghost tells you to pick him up, it's all right. Ain't nothing to be afraid of. Y'all believe that or not? Yes. Y'all think I'm making this up? Nope. Listen, if a cobra come down in that road in that, and the Lord said, pick him up. Pick him up. That's what he told Moses to do. Did Moses pick him up? Mm-hmm. He did. And guess what? He did get hurt. Now the Holy Ghost don't tell you to do that. Lead a cobra along. Yeah, right, right. Amen? Amen. Amen. But the Holy Ghost tells you to do it, you got power over it. That's right. Amen. I tell you, we've got more power than we recognize in y'all. Yes. We've fallen below our spiritual inheritance. We need to get in on it. Yes. I tell you, the world needs this outpouring. The world needs the church yes. and the power of the Holy Spirit to be flowing. Before Jesus comes back, I believe with all my heart, we're going to see the greatest outpouring in this world ever seen. Amen. It's going to be greater than It's going to be compared to Acts chapter 2 and more. Acts chapter 2, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit and with power, and 3,000 got saved the same day. And a few days later, 5,000 got saved. That's a revival. That's, that's, a, that's a movement. That's the Holy Ghost moving. And the, and the Bible said, and the people went out, and they was not satisfied with 8,000 getting saved. Well, we got a big church. We ain't got room for all of them. Just y'all stop right here. Listen, they they, they they met in houses. They met on the side of the road. They met everywhere. But they kept going everywhere and preaching the gospel. They were persecuted. Their heads were cut off. Lions were eating them. Some were sawed in two. Some were beaten and jailed, stoned to death. And you couldn't shut them up because they had the power of the Holy Ghost inside of them. They said, don't worry about it. The power of the Holy Ghost is greater than death. They wasn't afraid to dying. That was the early church. That's my brothers and sisters. That's your brothers and sisters that got you started. But they didn't do it without the Holy Ghost. They had to have the Holy Ghost power. and power. Amen. Not just the Holy Ghost, but with power Amen. and fire. Whew, I want it. Amen. I ain't satisfied with it yet. I want to see it come in here and clean house. I want to see it just barbecue us, deep fry us. We walk out of here, man. We so on fire with the Holy Ghost when we go to go to the mail, go, go put a, a letter in the mailbox at, 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 at downtown at the office. When we stick it through there, there's so much power flowing through us. When somebody walks by, they came by in a wheelchair that our shadows fall on them, and they start running through the through through town. I, I believe every bit of it. I'm going to stretch my faith. I just don't want to see migraines he- he- healed. I want to see people get up out of wheelchairs. I want to see eyes open. I want to see deaf ears open. I want to see the dead raised, because I know what that would do for people outside the doors of this church. Right. Not for our, we ain't going to write a book about it, but we're going to believe God for it. That's Right. Amen. And I'm going to believe. I don't care how I don't know how many people in here are gonna help me believe. But I'm believing. Amen. I wanna see it. Amen. But we got, see, the thing about it, Acts chapter 2, they were one mind, one accord. You know how hard that is to get today? Mm-hmm. Some over here say, well, I'll take half of what Pastor said. Some over here say, I believe three-quarters of what he said. And there's one that said, I believe a hundred percent of what he said. Because it's the Bible. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Stand with me today. I got a ton more I could say. But I want to honor the military. Man, I tell you, I just want the power. I guarantee you, you know, we got natural power and we got we got spiritual power. Our military never sent our soldiers out to war with no power. They didn't send them out there with a BB gun.